Hello everybody and welcome to the Uninformed Handball Hour. We're back again for another podcast about the Women's World Championship. And uh, I've just finished this morning watching all the games, so I've plenty to say about all this. Uh, sat down and watched all the games this morning. Not possible, of course, I'm only joking. A lot of games, a lot of big score lines. Tricky to say where some teams stand. Some teams looking absolutely incredible, but it can be a little bit deceiving uh, with some of those score lines and some of the, the, the gaps between some of the teams. Chris... And Alex, of course, uh, are on the other end of, of each microphone. We'll take this moment to also thank all our new Patreon subscribers. So Nanny, who has come back to being a Patreon friend of the show. Appreciate you coming back in for the Women's World Championship. Also Barbie Kiss joined and Arnoldus. All three of us joined for the tons of extra content that we'll be bringing throughout this World Championship, including this bonus episode. So if you want to hear... The full episode, you will have to go to Patreon forward slash Handball Hour and subscribe for as little as three, three euro a month, which will get you access for this month. And also likely you might want to stick around for a European Championships on the men's side in January. So uh, thanks to everyone who has subscribed, who supported us. It's the reason why we can do all of these bonus podcasts. This is our fifth podcast in the last eight days. Um, so uh, thanks to all of you who have uh, supported us on Patreon. It gives us the the energy to bring out lots of great content and we'll continue doing so uh, throughout this World Championship and into the new year. Chris, you've been in Gothenburg or commentating the games in Gothenburg so far. The one place with low score lines, I would say, <laughs> against the trend of the rest of the championship. The... Uh, the defensive purists are over here in Sweden at the moment. So what have you what have you enjoyed from what you've seen in Gothenburg so far? What's what's been your kind of big takeaways? Yeah, I think it's mainly the the fact that we've had a lot of uh, low scoring battles. Like it's you could smell the tension from the course all the way up into my my commentary spot yesterday as we saw Senegal uh, sweat to beat China and uh, and then the first half of that Sweden Croatia game. Um, to kind of add to what you said, I think we'll mention this a few times throughout the podcast or kind of have this in mind where we're trying to compare teams now meeting in the main round because this is where uh, the groups all collide. That is so hard to compare the, the levels of these teams until they actually face off over the next couple of days. Then we'll start to get a better idea of where everyone stands. But at least from Sweden's perspective, they've... Um, They've had some brilliant goalkeeping from uh, two different sources, which is uh, very important for them. The defense has looked very solid um, and different players have popped up for them in attacks at different times. So like, you know, there was a little bit of a worry about that. Their second string, which we talked about before the championship. Um, I think that's still there a little bit, but there is some depth in that team and maybe more than we gave them credit for uh, beforehand. That was you, Chris. Um, that was you. That was Alex. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I backed up your original yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It was both uh, of you. It was both of us, yeah. That was the nameless faces who've, uh, <laughs> who were who are doubting this team. Uh, well, yeah, the doubts, I think, are still a little bit there until they face um, the nice Montenegro and Hungary in the next round. But it's... Um, yeah, overall, I think it's been a good group phase and particularly the emergence of Senegal, which we talked a lot about uh, last time around, has been exciting here in Gothenburg. Has it been a good group stage is was my question. Um, because, yes, Senegal emergence was pretty nice. But I think that is the, the Senegal's draw against Croatia. Is it the only result in that whole group stage that you probably wouldn't have picked out before the tournament started. Or at least went with the bookies' favourites. I was talking about the Gothenburg group, not all of it. Brian asked me about the Gothenburg group. That's all, <laughs> Fair. That's all Fair. I can reflect on. The rest, yeah, I think you're right. Is there anything there that... Um, that shot? I mean, Montenegro beating Hungary. Uh, I mean, we could see it potentially happening, but uh, it was a little bit of a surprise. Austria beating South Korea, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Um, yeah, Angola almost doing something, but then not against France. Um, yeah, and then besides that, I think you're right. Japan also flattered to deceive, losing to Poland um, and easily beating Iran. It's just, yeah, it, it felt like this was, you know, we've talked about the 32 team world championship and it felt like you could just get rid of this whole round altogether like the whole first group stage and end up in this uh, main round where we are where it's going to be really exciting I'm, I'm you know it looks really good from this point forward but you know what's what's the point of the first week and a half of this whole tournament to see the likes of Norway get get a run out and just you know destroy every team. Yeah, there was there's something to it. You know, there's some close results uh, at the start, and I know this is for the like to broaden the the world of handball. But this time around, it just felt completely yeah, unnecessary. I think when we talked about it in the run and and the the lack of a build up, maybe or the kind of perceived lack of a build up. It's probably because of this, because there's so little, so the tension is not high at all for these opening matches. It couldn't be lower, really. It's kind of like almost like as you were going into the 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 main round. And I think for a lot of fans, and if you're sitting at home thinking, okay, I haven't seen a minute of this championship, well, you haven't really missed a whole lot yet, and now you can really tune in. And I do feel like <laughs> I do really yeah. feel like you can tune in now and really start to see the best of it, and you won't have really missed a whole lot and uh, if it was like a series I had a very very short recap to catch up on what happened and then you're straight into the, the real action and I do think now we do actually have some some really big some really big ties coming up and I think we're going to learn a lot more about some of the other teams Sh Shall we do a little quick recap for for the people who are tuning in and may not have uh, uh, seen uh, the tournament so far probably a good time to actually join in watch it uh, get involved um, we got the main rounds starting up there's four main round groups again a lot of groups here uh, in group one 
Montenegro and Sweden are top with four points each behind them Hungary uh, and then Croatia Senegal then in last place Cameroon are just going to be yeah the whipping girls as uh, Brian uh, alluded to in in the first uh, preview podcast that there's always going to be one team that's just way out of their depth and it looks like it's going to be Cameroon in this group um, in group two it's Norway and France the tasty tasty match up there uh, two teams of course go through to the quarterfinal but um, matchups are very important at this stage then behind them Slovenia and Austria on two points and then Angola and South Korea on zero behind them but two teams that can make an impact uh, group three, a very impressive Denmark so far. Uh, top it, uh, along with Germany on four points. Then uh, Romania, Poland behind them. And I still have a lot of faith in Japan. So they're, they're going to cause an upset in this group three. Uh, but they are on zero points along with Serbia. And then uh, the last group, uh, Netherlands, who just sailed through that first group stage. They're on four points. No real challengers in the first round. Uh, Spain behind them, who just beat Brazil to third place, and then uh, Czech Republic on two points, then Argentina and Ukraine rounding off that group four. So here's a question for for both of you then. What was the biggest surprise for you so far? And who was the biggest unknown quantity going into the main round, which is starting today? The biggest surprise, I think, was Angola. Almost beating France. <laughs> this is the this is the group phase of the almost results, and that was the best of them all. That and that also puts them kind of in this unknown category because they did that and then they went on to almost get knocked out, drawing with Iceland in the, at the end of that uh, final group game, which was uh, exciting in itself. I think it's the Netherlands, and it feels like this isn't the first championship that this has happened. There's usually one team who sails through their first group um netherlands was a team i was pretty high on um before the tournament uh well chris uh and brian you guys had kind of watched some play and weren't too impressed but it i suppose the question is are the netherlands just really really good at beating lower level teams or are they actually good i think i i think i wouldn't say i wasn't uh, well, I wasn't not impressed for all the grammar teachers out there for a double negative in a sentence, but uh, <laughs> uh, I just think I didn't I didn't watch them and think, oh, this is the old Dutch team of years gone by, where you think, oh, they're they're going to get to the final this year, and I mean, it's it's not impossible they get to the final, but I just don't need to have the quality, especially in the backcourt, to trouble the really top teams. But I think we really don't know much about them uh, with their running, especially. I think they they've. I mean, if you look at the results, you think they're, they're playing absolutely incredibly, but we don't really know. And I think the game against Brazil tonight, I think, will will give us a little bit, little bit more of an insight. I was I was a bit surprised that the Spain-Brazil game was as close as it was. I'm not sure if that's Spain a lot weaker than, than we expected or Brazil are be- better than we expected. I think we'll know a lot more tonight, I think, with that game, Netherlands versus Brazil. Uh, I think that's going to tell us a lot about the, the squad. I think for me, I think a big surprise, if we're going to go European-centric was maybe Montenegro beating Hungary. Um, I kind of didn't... I mean, you had Hungary in classic Hungary form leading 10-7 and a half time and then blowing the lead and losing 24-18. Um, I think, yeah, it's just... 
again, another slight disappointment. I don't know why, because maybe because I live in Austria, I'm always a little bit kind of rooting for Hungary, uh, <laughs> wanting them to do well, always putting a bit more, too much stock in there. The old empire brothers <laughs> together. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> and I'm there a lot for work as well. So I always kind of want to see them do well and they kind of, they always let me down. I mean, they're not, I mean, they're by no means out of the competition now here, but they do have a bit of work to do. Uh, but Montenegro, again, maybe shown that they have a little bit more quality than we that we were giving them in the run-in. And uh, yep. I think Mar- uh, Marta Batinovic is playing an absolutely stormer of a tournament. I think she's, uh, look, I think statistics-wise, probably the best keeper so far. Uh, she's on 55% over the whole tournament. So she kind of just absolutely dominated that game, especially in the second half against Hungary. So she was huge there. So I think that was a bit of a surprise for me. I thought I had imagined Hungary doing the job against against Montenegro, but... Uh, but yeah, I would agree with Alex. In terms of unknown quantity, I think I, I would go with the Netherlands. I think we're going to find out a lot more tonight. They're, they're definitely favourites against Brazil, but how much they, and I think they will win, but how much they win or how close to the game it will be will tell us a lot about where they stand in the tournament. Uh, for me, the unknown quantity, I think, is still Montenegro because uh, they showed the disparity between their performances in the, those two halves against uh, against Hungary. And... Now they're coming up against three teams where you can see them winning all three matches on a given day, but yeah. you could also see them losing all three matches on a given day, which is super exciting. But uh, really, it means you have no idea what's going to come here. And I, I think that that sums up Group 1 very well. Montenegro played against Croatia in the first game, and then Senegal and up against Sweden in the last game. Yeah, I mean, that opening game against Croatia is one... Which was, if I remember correctly, they played friendlies in the lead up and it was kind of quite close. So, I mean, you'd imagine they'd be I mean, somewhat favourites going into that game, but it's one. I mean, Croatia can always be at a bit of a googly for teams like Montenegro at that stage. So, it could be a, it could be a close one as well. Um, so, that that's a huge match tomorrow. <laughs> so, before we go into the, the four matter groups in more detail, uh, we'll listen to our interview for this episode. And earlier on today, I had a chance to catch Chamila Michievich from Croatia, one of the darlings from the team, where they won bronze back in 2020 at the Euro. Uh, she's had a tough old time the last couple of years recovering from uh, knee injuries. It was an interesting time to talk to her, Croatia, on the back of that, that disappointing loss to Sweden, but very much still in the group and in the running here to make an impact at this World Championship. Let's hear what she had to say. A week here at the championship already. It feels like it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride for Croatia so far, Chimila. Or how would you describe the first few days? Yes, exactly. Like you said, roller coaster. For us, first game really bad, and then uh, we played this uh, second game really good. I don't know. The problem was probably the first match we played uh, very uh, bad. Uh, and of course Sweden, we knew it before the championship that it will be a hard match for us. But uh, I don't know, we have some problems uh, obviously in attack. I hope now in the second round that we will find solution in uh, this way to be better. I mean there's so little time at a championship to, uh, to kind of reflect on a game and then prepare for the next one uh, and try and make those fixes uh, what what do you think is possible with the team because we saw in the china game for example you were scoring goals 
as a team very easily. That's a very different level, of course, to what you're going to have the next few days. But uh, what are the main things you think you can you can fix in attack? I uh, I think uh, for sure that we are a good team and that we know to play. It's not about this. It's just that we are a little bit blocked in uh, this attack. So I hope that we will. Uh, I'm sure that we will find solution uh, in attack in next uh, three matches. Uh, we know uh, very good uh, Hungarian uh, Montenegro because uh, we played a lot of time against them. They know us also, of course, but uh, still, uh, I think uh, we will play really uh, two good games. I don't know, it's very hard on championship because uh, you you lost the match and then you need to find a way in uh, not even uh, a full two days uh, to fix uh, some things. You don't have a, a time for trainings video too much, uh, but... Uh, Let's say that we will uh, try to find our spirit again and uh, our energy for attack to to make things better. Mm-hmm. And you say that in, in attack, the maybe things are a little bit blocked, but for the most part, from what we see from the defense and also the goalkeeping, that has been uh, fantastic so far. And uh, that, I guess, gives a little bit of energy knowing that one side of it is working very well. Uh, yeah, yes, but uh, Croatia has always uh, <laughs> this uh, backup from yeah. goalkeepers. Really, they are amazing. Uh, uh, first, uh, Thea, Thea was yesterday amazing, and uh, and these things are <laughs> very good. But uh, we need to help Thea, of course, because on the end, Thea is also not happy if uh, she is good and we still we are still losing. So we need uh, to find a way. Uh, we need to find a way. How to help Thea to be happy finally? Yeah, and how do you how do you feel as a team that uh, other teams are approaching you in the last few years? I mean, if we think back to you know the great championship back in 2020, uh, three years ago, where you were like the surprise package a little bit. Yes. Now you as Croatia have have been at every single championship since then, and you said you you know some of the teams coming up very well, but they also know you very well has that changed how you have to approach these games as a team Uh, probably yes probably yes it's uh, now uh, they are taking us uh, serious like really good opponents but uh, still uh, after this uh, Denmark championship we never get together all all this team was not on the court together until this and it's also you know we are always missing uh, someone from this position, this position, you know. We are not uh, in this full team, but uh, still, it's of course, it's, I, I think it's a little bit uh, harder now to play when uh, everybody, everybody are better, better prepared for us. And for you personally, uh, I know it's, it's been uh, the last couple of years difficult with, with injuries, uh, but you seem to be coming, coming back to full fitness now. Uh, how do you feel yourself in, in that area? Uh, yeah, oh, it's uh, it's uh, hard after all these uh, situations what happened to me, and uh, I think uh, it's obviously that I'm not in the same shape like before. But still, I'm trying. I really want to uh, play this uh, on a serious level uh, handball, and I'm trying. I'm giving my best to. Uh, to prepare well for every championship, for every season, but uh, it's a little bit harder for me now. 
As Alex said at the top of the show, this is a bonus episode of the Uninformed Handball Hour. So if you are listening to this right now, it means you've got to go over to patreon.com forward slash handball hour to listen to the rest of our chat with Chamila and the rest of this podcast. Plus plenty more bonus content throughout the championship and all year long. So it's well worth checking it out. You can test with us for a month. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash handball hour and see you there. (laughs) 